Hello and welcome to this episode of the Pretty Little Liars podcast on TimeTrialMurderMystery.com. I am Benjamin Light. Marco Sparks. Is what his name is. And uh, we're on S1E18 of Pretty Little Liars, entitled The Badass Seed. Mm-hmm. Which is a take on The Bad Seed, which is a play that is uh, happening within the episode. By William March. Uh, did we decide to call this last week the uh, Bros Watch PLL two? Uh, I don't know. We may call the show that. We may not. We At this see. point in broadcasting, we still haven't picked a name for the podcast, so we'll see. Yeah. Admire that. Um, you want to just dive right in? Sure. Yeah, episode starts at the auditions for the school play, which is The Bad Seed by William March, which is ridiculous for a high school play. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a lot of things that are ridiculous about this play. Including Arya's outfit at the start of the episode again. It's like a one of those like strappy tank top things, but... The front of it's like a tuxedo. It's a tu- it's a, it's a tuxedo. It's like a sh- like a tuxedo shirt. Though. Yeah, but, with straps. But the yeah, there's just like strappy straps. Like there's no, like it's just like a tank top with like a tuxedo front on it. With, but know. she's wearing these like fingerless sock gloves, <laughs> like something out of Flashdance. Yeah, and like like fairly fairly big fancy hair, like you know styled to one side big hair and like it's the the tuxedo halter top that she's wearing which has like the bow tie and the buttons and everything and the, the little vesty part it's this it's a strappy strap is so strappy strap that like you also see like her bra strap too yeah which is pink it's pink of course mm-hmm. it's an interesting outfit it's yeah for a bunch of high school students just sitting around waiting to audition for a play it's ludicrous it's so Arya. And so, uh, I believe it's Spencer and Hannah are the ones auditioning here. here. Mm-hmm. And Arya is just hanging around because Ezra, of course, is the one. Like, he's like the drama advisor. He's a director. Yeah. Yeah. He's the director of the play. And Emily's just hanging out. I don't think she's uh, auditioning at all. Yeah. Hannah doesn't want to play the bad seed. She wants to play the girl who's drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meta. Yeah. The drunk um, yeah. And Hannah reveals to her friends there, because there's a lot of scenes in this episode where it's the four girls together. Yeah, yeah they do get um, a lot of scenes together. You get a lot of, like, juicy, uh, larger plot stuff in this episode. But uh, Hannah reveals that A has discovered, not her mom, but A has discovered that Caleb has been staying in her basement for a while. Mm-hmm. As, as happened in the end of the last episode. And so... Hannah needs to tell her mom before A does. That's basically like she knows that's the only thing she can really do. Right. To trump A. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the four girls are talking, Mona walks past and she's nailed her audition and that there, uh, there are no small parts. There are only parts that don't make into the yearbook. <laughs> Mona's a lot of fun in this episode. She's, she's at her most mona is, Yeah. But she, in this first thing alone, I, I wrote down that like Mona seemingly has given up on Hannah. Or so it seems. Well, Hannah's not hanging out with Mona here. She's hanging out with all the, her liar posse, you know. But, I mean, like, Mona's accepted it, seemingly. Well, I mean, I think she's still... Her and Hannah are still friends, but, like, obviously like the, the liars are the inner circle now, you know. Yeah. Um. 
There is one particular shot, though, with Ari and her absolutely ridiculous outfit, where she's looking over at Ezra, who is presumably auditioning, you know, students. Mm-hmm. And uh, she looks gorgeous. She looks absolutely spectacular. And Spencer kind of leans in and says, well, why don't you audition? You obviously have an in with the director. <laughs> yeah, all the girls want details on their relationship. But particularly Spencer. Spencer is flat out like, I ship it. Mm-hmm. I'm on, like Spencer is totally on Team Ezria. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you want to break it down by character? Well, hold on real quick. Before mm-hmm. the, the opening ends, though, the Jenna thing shows up. Telling <laughs> us that she wants to compose music for the play, for the flu. And then she says the bad seed is one of her favorites because it's inspiring to her. She's fascinated by the nature of evil, which is possibly the most creepiest thing you could ever say to anybody. But that's just like an average day for Jenna. Like, yeah, exactly. Jenna thinks the kind of person who just shows up talking about wanting to compose flute music for the bad seed because it's her favorite play. Yeah, she's basically like every day in her life is like timber and light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is, yeah, as you said, break down my character. There's Madame Aria. I, uh, my notes are very strange in this episode. I have it, the four girls. Mm-hmm. I have the frat party broken down. And then mm-hmm. I have the ending. I don't know, it's very strange. We'll, we'll talk about Aria. So Aria, she, uh, in the next scene, shows up wearing a hat. Uh, yeah, this is actually kind of a funny scene. Or she sh- once again like surprising Ezra at his place in the morning, and she's like, "Surprise, hello! Like, brought your newspaper." He's like, "I don't have a newspaper," and so she just like throws it off to the side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty funny but, little uh, moment for Lucy Hale there. Yeah, but and then again, doesn't Ezra just seem like the kind of asshole who would subscribe to the newspaper? He would, yeah. He's got an old-timey typewriter in his, his apartment, mm-hmm. so why wouldn't he have I just really love the way Arya just ditched the newspaper and she realized it wasn't Ezra's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ezra basically tells her that he wants to dodge, like, having a beer of Byron. But Arya is like, no, 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 you should spend quality time with my dad. I want him to see how special you are. Because I don't think Arya quite gets... No, she doesn't. ...all <laughs> the dynamics of their relationship. She doesn't get it at all. In in Arya's mind, she's thinking, my dad's going to think this guy is so great that it'll be okay when he finds out I'm dating him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Ezra's like, no worries. I cast your friends, like Spencer and Hannah, in the school play. And so Arya starts fishing around with like, well, shouldn't she be the stage manager? Well, before that, I just want to point out, she she lies to Ezra here about whether or not the other liars know about them. Right. It lies to his face and says no. Because she's pretty and she's little. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing left. In the and then she, she basically promotes herself to be the stage manager as a way for them to hang out and spend more time together outside of school. But not just Which that. Which still seems pretty inappropriate, you know. Yeah, but to her mind, it makes perfect sense that they could then go out for coffee because why wouldn't the stage manager and the director be having <laughs> coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, that happens in high school. Unfortunately, my notes write down that her little fedora makes her face look really big. Yeah, that's true. It is a small little hat she's wearing. Yeah. Arya has big dreams and a tiny hat. Um, so then we get the casting session, which Ezra, Ezra the English teacher and budding writer of online publications, is such a precious little 
director of dramas. Well, um, I just want to point one thing out. When, when Arya is promoting herself to be stage manager, she's mm-hmm. pitching it to Ezra. He says, part of me thinks this is a terrible idea. And she says, well, I'm not talking to that part. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the gist of their entire relationship. Uh-huh. Arya is not talking to the realistic parts of Ezra that are freaking the fuck out about what's yeah. going on between them. <laughs> um, so then they have the casting session at the high school. Everyone is sitting around, and of course, Arya is in magnificent in her element. She's yeah. at the right hand of the director, like holding court. Um, and Ezra is the kind of asshole who wants his students to get into the themes and the motifs of the play. And so he has all this other reading up. for them to do. Yeah, yeah like the, the boring background info for everyone to read. Here's some other books about similar topics. Read them, oh, yeah. too. He wants them to go off and like read the novel the play is based on. Mm-hmm. What an asshole. Yeah. And then, of course, he clumsily drops. He's made copies of the first chapter of the, of the book. He's, he's, he drops them because he's a clumsy dum-dum. Mm-hmm. Oh, it should also be pointed out that uh, in the scene, Mona keeps trying to order Arya around. She's yeah. like, if you're on your way to the Vendi, get me some mints. <laughs> because I, my notes write down, Mona clearly does not respect Arya her power, or her hat. Yeah. And then Ian walks in to the play rehearsal, and he's like, what's up, nerds? Jock's rule. Yeah. What are you um, doing in my room? Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, okay, this is where my notes get confusing. I, I apologize. I know this is just very clumsy for the actual podcast episode. Mm-hmm. But then I have it broken down to each time Arya's... Uh, Arya's sequences are broken up by flashbacks to the frat party. Let's let's say the flashbacks because they're not really important to Arya's storyline. Okay. Um, the the next moment that happens when they're you know in like not quite rehearsal, it's more like a, a reading, I guess, or right, you know, a practice. They're like because of the way Arya or way that Ezra has situated this whole dynamic, they're like months away from the yeah. fucking rehearsal or whatever. He really wants people to feel the motifs of the play before they ever actually block scenes or learn their lines. Mm-hmm. So Arya starts talking about this reading that uh, her teacher suggested, but she doesn't call him Mr. Fitz. Nope. She calls him Ezra. She's like, yeah. Ezra is talking about. And like immediately everyone in the room is like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. everyone looks up, Mona looks up, Spencer and Hannah are like, oh, no, she didn't. Ezra's just like, he just has this like look on his face like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm going to prison. <laughs> and Arya so, tries to brush it off, but it's pretty awkward. Yeah, because... I mean, I want to say at the beginning, like, it seems like only the liars are freaking out, but then no. By the yeah. end of it, it's just like, yeah, everyone in that room has been like, uh... Well, they, they discuss this later on, and Arya says, I don't think anyone picked up on it. And Ezra says, oh, they did. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> That's again. That's all of their relationship in, in, in a nutshell. Was uh, yeah. something major has happened to out them, and Arya's like NBD. Yeah, and Ezra's just like, "Are you mental? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get ass raped in prison." Um. So in the next scene of this, these these beautiful characters, fucking Byron stops by, stops by the high school yet again to bro down of Ezra. It's funny. I also have written down Byron, Byron and Ezra broing down. Yeah. Says, well, again, my, my daughter thinks you're pretty hot stuff. 
Yeah. Byron <laughs> might as well fucking teach at this school as comfortable as he is just stopping by. It's well, like then- Byron's the kind of guy that thinks that because he's a college professor that all lower forms of education He's got a free pass just to like walk through. Well, then he tries to recruit Ezra to come to his college because he's just like, look, like, what are you doing teaching high school? Like, suddenly I like your writing now, so you need to come to college where, like, it's awesome because you have more time to write and you can fuck your students. Well, so, yeah, I wrote down in my notes because as I walk into the hallways of the high school and Byron is praising Ezra's abilities, I wrote down that basically Byron wants to fuck Ezra as badly as Arya does. (laughs) I mean, uh, and Ezra, Arya's not the only one who's guilty of wanting, like, her boyfriend to meet her dad and, like, have her dad love her boyfriend, even though, obviously, it's very strange because her boyfriend is also her high school English teacher. But um, every sentence out of Byron's mouth is, like, has double meaning to Ezra. And yeah. so at one point, Byron says, like, I'm really proud of you, Ezra. Like, you're really brave. For exposing yourself to your students, yeah. and Ezra just kind of like shakes. And he, he means writing, but you know, yeah. Ezra's yeah. just like, oh no, yeah, what do you know. But yeah, <laughs> Byron seems to be te- trying to t- like push Ezra out of teaching and into his writing career. And I wrote down just you know to get rid of him. No, I don't think Byron suspects anything at all. I think I think he's decided that like he like he wants to be bros with Ezra, and so he's just like. Well, he should do what I do, which is, you know, teach college where you have a bunch of free time awesome. to, to yeah. bullshit around and go to faculty dinners but and, like, sleep around. Is Byron, like, trying to, like, live vicariously through, like, Ezra? A, a little, probably, yeah. He probably sees Ezra as a young version of himself, which makes it extra creepy, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's just um, like, let me tell you, bro. Let me tell you where it's really at. Yeah, smell my finger. Um, so, yeah, at the next rehearsal of the drama club here, Arya's already on her hands and knees, like taping off the uh, set. And Ezra's like, you know, basically, like, are you getting a little ahead of yourself? I haven't given you the order. I just have written down Arya's a bad stage manager. Yeah. Like, she doesn't do a very good job. And basically, her being stage manager means a lot of really awkward, like, snippy fights with Ezra in front of everyone else. Yeah. But yeah, so Ezra is still uncomfortable about Arya's, like, name slip or verbal nip slip the previous day, which Arya's like, yeah, no big deal. And then Arya basically says, subject change, so how was the beer of my dad? Yeah. And he, he mentions uh, possibly looking into teaching at college, and she immediately gets up in his shit. I love the way her eyes narrow when she hears about this. Now yeah. it's like super suspicious. What? What? Something's going on without my permission? It's so... She basically kicks everyone else out of the practice t- so that she can argue with Ezra. She's like, let's take five, everyone. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the other girls are just like, oh, geez, maybe we don't want any details of these people's lame-ass relationship. Exactly, yeah. Um, and Arya, I mean, because Arya, it's one of her, one of her selling points of her, her, her teacher boyfriend is that he's, you remember last week's episode, he's a published author. Yeah. And so Ezra mentioned something like kind of nonchalantly, and she's just like, well, teaching here hasn't kept you from your writing, has it? And he's just like, uh... Well, and he also, he throws out, because Byron mentioned to him that Arya was looking for like colleges in California. So yeah. he kind of throws it out. He's like, look, obviously, like what this is isn't forever. 
and like she just gets super pissed about that and, and he lures line the whole point of college is to broaden your world not pack up your high school english teacher and bring him with you <laughs> Um, and she is just not hearing any of that. Well, let me let me break it down even more because I mean, there's a moment there where like these two are, but basically these two have a fight that was like it was bound to happen on the horizon anyway. Mm-hmm. But Mona easily predicates the fight. She basically sets these two up for a fight. Mona is very good about being Mona and like sensing dynamics and playing upon them. But, uh, yeah, it's Mona who kind of teases the fight in general. Just by and, pointing out what a bad stage manager Arya is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, she's not wrong, because Mona's mm-hmm. very smart. Um, and, and Ezra makes a comment about his future, which sets Arya off. Because she's like, your future versus our future? <laughs> and so Ezra brings up that uh, Byron had mentioned that Arya was uh, looking for colleges in California and Arya's like, no, no, no. I like that one college in California in your favorite city. I'd really like to know what city that is. Yeah, really. Where do you think it was? I'm going to go ahead and guess and say Santa Cruz. Could be wrong. I would have said San Francisco for Ezra. There are any good colleges in San Francisco. Maybe, but look at the way Ezra dresses. Do you see him living in Santa Cruz? He no could. Dreads. Yeah, he could. It's not dreads. Um. Uh, this is more of a TTMM uh, notice than a PLL notice, but uh, do you remember where Eve from Angel went to high school or went to college? No. UC Santa Cruz. Okay. It was the uh, Halloween episode where she has lots of sex with Angel. She mentions that. Okay. Which is kind of fitting because this is like a Halloween episode. Anyway, so uh, it takes to what episode are we on? What number? 18. Episode 18, when Ezra finally realizes that Arya will someday outgrow him. <laughs> yeah, all this basically leads up to another one of those scenes where Arya storms into Ezra's place and just bitches him out for like 10 minutes and he just kisses her because they don't know what else to do and then they're happy again. Well, I see you jumped ahead of a lot of my notes. Am I really um, missing anything? Well, I mean, like, Ezra spends a lot of time with, like, really trying to, like, nail down the students. So, like, like, so what do you think? Are people just born bad? Like, he really wants, like, the kids to get into the issues and the themes of the play mm-hmm. rather than, you know, like, having a vision as a director and having people memorize their lines. And I have little things like, uh, like, Mona's just, like, I'm having a hard time figuring out, like, uh, who's like time- evil and who's just naughty here and Ezra's like lol good one Mona mm-hmm. oh and she's having a hard time getting into her character because she's never been someone that's selfish before <laughs> exactly exactly um and Arya seems like really comfortable in like playing out her uh their argument in front of people yeah but yeah anyway so Arya at the very end of the episode after they've had a fight and things are going on. Like Arya storms in Ezra's apartment at the very end of the episode, you know, and she doesn't want to hear anything. She just wants to say her piece because she can't go to sleep until she's like said it. And she goes off on the play, and she goes off on how her friend Allison is dead. And basically, her her thesis is like, now is all we need. Mm-hmm. Don't think about the future. Yeah, just think and about so, now. And so, of course, they kiss. Or what That's- else are you going to do there if you're Ezra? You're just like, oh my god girlfriend's insane she's so needy i'm just gonna kiss her 
Usually, that usually makes in, things better. Not only is she insane and needy, she's 16. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we want to talk about here. I think it's Hannah time. It's Hannah time. Um, so Ashley has started to notice that in the Marin household, they're going through groceries a lot faster. Yeah. Scale is eating them all. Yeah. Um, so Hannah's trying to test the waters of that and mention that Caleb should stay in their guest bedroom. And to which Ashley instantly responds with, ah, so the cat in the hat now needs room and board. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And Ashley's like, yeah, I'm not interested in uh, having this guy I don't know come live with us. And Hannah's like, so you'll consider it. And she, Ashley's like, it sounds like you didn't listen to me at all. <laughs> sounds like you have a hearing problem. Mm-hmm. So Ashley mentions that, uh, Mrs. Potter's nephew is still circling out there, which is funny because apparently Ashley, Ashley has not talked to the casting folks of the show at all. Yeah. Um, but we get the first sense, I think, that Hannah is really enjoying having Caleb around the house. Yeah, she's into it. Um, and, and Caleb, so, so after Ashley leaves, Caleb's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll get some groceries and pack up. That'll be my parting gift. And she's like, no, I'll iron it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to like make peace and not have him go. Um, Caleb is a lot more. I mean, I guess if you told me that I'm gonna I'm homeless and I'm gonna go like live in your basement, it's a secret from your mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, that doesn't give me free reign to the kitchen and the bathroom. What do you mean? But well, I mean like Caleb, like he's just like waiting for his like toiletries bag for Ashley to go so he can go take a shower. Well, yeah, I mean, you're. A- you need to take a shower, you know. I don't see anything weird about that. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, speaking of which, Caleb is taking a shower when Hannah knocks on the bathroom door, lets her like her head inside, and she says, "Hey, Caleb, I'm looking for my mascara." And he's like, "Well, I'm in a shower. I don't know anything about your mascara." And so she says the meta statement of, "Well, can I just come in and grab it?" <laughs> and so she's, you know, there's a. A shower curtain that cannot be seen through, so you know she can't see Caleb or anything. She just kind of like mm-hmm. slips into the bathroom looking for a mascara, and then Ashley comes home and is like, "Hannah, is my phone in the bathroom?" Which so, why would it be? And Hannah lies and says, "I'm in the shower," and uh, so Ashley's like, "Well, I'll just come in and get it." And so then, what can Hannah do? Because she's in her clothes in the middle of the bathroom, she has to jump into the shower too and hide. Yep. Yep. With, with naked Caleb, because that's what always happens when uh, you've got a boy you're into living in with you. But of course, mm-hmm. so um, Hannah and Caleb are facing each other, making eye contact the whole time mm-hmm. until Ashley leaves, um, which, first of all, why the fuck is Ashley charging her phone in her daughter's bathroom? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it's just like the, the main bathroom, I don't think it's specifically Hannah's, but you know. Well, she says your bathroom. Well, it's probably like her bathroom, but that's like the guest bathroom as well. But I mean, wouldn't Ashley have a master bathroom anyway? Yeah. So when Caleb turns around with his back to Hannah, Hannah looks down and gets a glimpse. Hannah's not above peeking. Yeah. And she, and Hannah, then Caleb looks at her and she's just like, "What?" You know. You know, and I know we talk about the theory, mm-hmm. the doppelganger theory, but really, uh, Spencer mo- a little bit, but Hannah really is a proponent of the female gaze. Oh yeah, definitely. Hannah is checking people out and she doesn't she doesn't know any better. Yeah. Um 
Yeah. So when when Caleb turns around, like, you know, ass to her, she's looking down. Mm-hmm. When and she keeps looking back, down when she, he turns back around. Yeah. I yeah. She definitely catches a glimpse of like, uh, you know, the the hot dog that Caleb's on down the hallway. Um. So yeah, then we get we cut back to the play, a play rehearsal, or whatever, and Caleb's out like you know working school through the window. And Hannah's watching him, and Mona notices that Hannah and Caleb seem to have a theme. Yeah, I like that Mona. She 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 tells Mona about how like she took a shower. She you know was in the shower with him, and Mona's super excited and says, "Did you lose your V card?" Yeah. And Hannah's like, "No," and she's like, "Well, then it was a waste of water." Yeah. There's a subtle insult here, I think, because Mona prescribes them as Velma and Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Not Daphne and Shaggy. Velma that is a, a subtle burn, yeah. Um, obviously, Hannah doesn't pick up on it at all. Um, but yeah, so after the school and the play practice and all that stuff, uh, Hannah seems pretty uncomfortable around Caleb, who just wants to hang. And so he, he steers right into it, and he's like, so I had a weird day. In the morning, I was in the shower, and, and then she, like, cuts him off, you know, because yeah. she knows he, he wants to, like, kind of discuss this. She does not, you know. No. She just wants to avoid it and avoid him. Yeah. Um. So, later on... <laughs> well, I, was, I, I believe then she says that she has to practice being drunk. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Hannah has to practice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, through the shenanigans of the episode, at one point, Hannah brings Caleb Jenna's cell phone. And so Caleb is like, "You want me to bring into your break into a handicapped person's phone? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with you people?" So to which point, uh, this is this is beautiful. Hannah's just like, "You know what? Take however long you need." And Spencer's like, "No, you have one hour." <laughs> That's how Spencer rolls. Yeah, Hannah's very sassy of Caleb now because she's trying to keep him at a distance. Um. I like how, like, uh, he eventually he's like, look, I can't hack this. It's like, you know, I don't know how to hack some blind person's phone. And I don't know why you want into, like, Jenna Marshall's phone anyway. And Hannah's like, how did you know it was hers? And he's just like, because I'm not blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's not, like, he's like, I'm not an idiot. Like, of course this is Jenna's phone. Like, what other blind person's phone is Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Hannah's just like astounded that like Caleb can like like deduce that it's Jenna's phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so Caleb is basically like, "Look, you need to be cool about yesterday morning and that whole thing." Um, to which point, so at the end of the episode, Caleb or Hannah comes home, and Caleb has packed his you know trash bag <laughs> full of clothes to leave, and the two of them talk, and they basically decide to to do this thing. Um, well, they have a conversation about the shower and how Hannah now feels like that she's like kind of like owes it to Caleb to like reciprocate there. Right. Uh, and she's just like, maybe I don't want to and maybe I do, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's cool. And then they make out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the episode does the, um, the kind of like dizzy cam spin around the gun as they kiss in the kitchen. Sure. Yeah. Which, again, mind you, the Marin household only has like two sets, and that's like the kitchen and the extension of the kitchen, which is the hallway. Oh, they have a front door. We've seen the front door. There's a front door, like a living room. Like a have have we seen? Room. I think we've seen Hannah's room, haven't we? 
No, I don't think we've ever seen Hannah's room. I want to. I, I don't want to talk about the future, but I don't think you see Hannah's room until that creepy little girl shows up. No, I think you see it before that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so that that's something. Hannah. Emily doesn't have a lot to do in this episode at all. She keeps getting calls from Paige, from Paige. Uh, and it, so at one point she's talking to Spencer, and she looks at her phone. And she gets a phone call, and Spencer's like, "What the fuck are you still getting calls from Paige about?" She's like, do I need to go kick some ass? Yeah. Spencer's ri- Spencer is, mind you, is dressed up like a very posh version of the man of no name from the good, the bad, and the ugly. In this, <laughs> oh, there's like a full on like preppy poncho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Emily's coming up with like very lame excuses. Um, For why she's getting calls from Paige. She doesn't want to tell them about Paige. That's still kind of her secret. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she she has this great bit where it's like uh, they're talking about Toby and she basically has to ask Toby if she can, or ask Spencer if she can have Toby back. She's like, remember how that guy used to be my friend? Can I have yeah. him back? Can I, can I like take this thing that needs to be brought to him so that I can talk to him for once? Yeah. So she- um, well, but th- before that, though, Spencer and Emily spy in the in the school hallway there. Ian and Jenna are talking. Yeah, and Ian gives Jenna a bag, something in it. We don't know what. It's very mysterious. We'll come back to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as you said, um, Emily basically is asking Spencer for permission to speak to Toby. She goes to speak <laughs> to Toby, and she's trying to apologize to Toby. And Toby doesn't really seem to give a shit about Emily's apology anymore because he's apologizing to her that it was excuse me it was Jenna who turned him in mm-hmm. and that he should have come and uh, talked to her already yeah so yeah. they they schedule like a non-date like very specifically a non-date because uh, she she's like uh, hey why don't we do breakfast and he's like what about Maya and she's like well not that kind of breakfast <laughs> you know yeah I mean he seems to be just a tad still into her He's just checking, you know? Yeah. yeah he's sniffing. Yeah. Yeah. So they're so supposed Emily to hang out for breakfast, but he, he they, uh, they missed the date because he's off doing something with Spencer. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so she, Emily shows up for that date. Of course, she runs into the Jenna thing on the porch. Jenna and uh, pl- the Jenna thing is just like, oh, Toby's not here. Or are you here to see me? LOL. <laughs> well, and she's, got, like, she's got the flute out as well. Yeah. And so Emily's like, Bitch, no one is here to see you. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, when when Jenna's gonna leave, or I'm sorry, when uh, Emily's gonna leave, Jenna basically plays her off with her creepy yeah. ass flute. Yeah, well, I put it. Yeah, the, the Jenna thing tries to fan the flames and pointing out to Emily that Toby blew her off for Spencer. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, as Emily leaves, Jenna plays like the sad flute. She plays her off. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. plays her ass right off the porch. What? 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 Um. Yeah, but yeah. Emily really doesn't have much to do in this episode. I mean, later on, basically, like she's metaphorically handing off Toby to Spencer. She's like, "Well, why don't you go talk to him about you know whatever detail you need to talk to him about?" And Spencer's like, "I will, because mm-hmm. I'm Spencer." God damn it! Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, you ready for Spencer? Spencer, she wants to hang out with Arya and Fitz. She wants to see what they're like. She's like, I wish we could hang out together. 
she wants to be that third wheel and just like see how the dynamic works. She's not she's not suggesting a threesome. She just wants to sit in the corner of the room, like smoke a cigarette and watch. Mm-hmm. She just wants to watch. And she has an anxiety dream early in the episode where she has pigtails in it, and she walks downstairs to see a baby. There's like a baby in the the living room. Baby. Area. And then somebody grabs her from behind. So she's, she's having anxiety nightmares about babies and shit. Probably reading the bad seed isn't helping, you know? Yeah. And Spencer's like reading the shit out of that plain yeah. book. Yeah. Well, so um, we have another classic, uh, like, you know, Casa Hastings scene with Spencer and Ian where he's making all this noise, like taping up. Uh, he's got one of those, like, like tape guns where he's taping up cardboard boxes. And I like how she comes down and he's like, oh, did I wake you? And she's like, sort of, you know, yeah. like it's one of those things where like you're never supposed to say yes. You're always supposed to say no. You know, like you never say yes, you did wake me. But of course, Spencer's like, yeah, you did kind of wake me. Yeah. Um, well, it's especially tragic because uh, half the time when Ian and Spencer are home, nobody else is fucking <laughs> home. It's always the two of them stuck together. Yeah. When um, he basically, he asks her to come, like, hey, can you come hold hold this box for me? And she just glares at him, you know? And yeah. he's just like, look, bitch. <laughs> like, I'm not going to hurt you with this tape gun. And she's just like, I have things to do. So they get into a little mini argument. He's like, I know what you told your sister about me and Allison. You need to fucking drop it. And, and he says, I'm not surprised that Allison ended up the way she did. And it's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? And yeah. as as Ian describes it, uh, their relationship could be summed up in two words: get lost. And that exactly. Allison was like a crazy stalker who is like just like, you know, bothering Ian constantly. And like that's that that's where he says it is. Obviously, we know that's not true. We've seen the video, you know, but right. that's that's um, how he's spinning it. Yeah. So he's like you said, he's packing up stuff for the baby. Um, and you see that somewhere in that living room is a bag with the name, the store name, you presume, of Newfield on it. Um, and like I said, the, you know, some relationship with two words get lost. And so Spencer has something like a line, like, you know, what's this? It's funny. You can say that where Allison's not here to defend herself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh no, your friend Allison was always on the offense. Um, so yeah, so let me get this scene where, where Spencer and Emily are talking and Spencer is basically like, why the fuck is Paige calling you? <laughs> um, and so Spencer's still working with Toby and there's like two and four business. Um, they're watching Ian and the Jonathan talking and Ian touches Jonathan's arm and guides her hand to a bag, which is the Newfield bag. Mm-hmm. He's handing her something. So the best part of this is that when she goes to talk to Toby later, she says, I saw Ian hand Jenna a bag at school. And Toby says, so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toby's just, he's not as into the mystery as Spencer is. Yeah. Um, so Spencer wants Toby to steal Jenna's phone. That's where they get the phone later. She wants Toby to go steal the phone so that they can investigate and see what this 214 thing is. And she's she's kind of, kind of sort of manipulating Toby here. She's basically treating Toby as like a CIA agent would treat an asset, you know? My notes literally contain the four words that Spencer is Carrie Matheson. Seriously, like she's basically treating him like an asset. Like, no, really, this will be a good thing for you to do. You know, like yeah, I need to use you. Her. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so after they've gotten the phone and everything, Spencer asks, why was Allison out to get the Toby? And he kind of ducks the answer. And so she's like, Hey, I believe in you or whatever. And Toby's just like, yeah, basically he's like, yeah, but only like the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, but what he basically says is that Allison thought that she had something on him, but she didn't understand it, but she yeah. still used it against him, even though she didn't understand it. You know, basically the whole Jenna thing with Toby. So he's he's trying to open up to her. And mind you, I want to point out that Toby now, in the last episode, as opposed to Toby a few episodes ago, has a more normal masculine haircut. He's He has a better haircut. It's a little shorter. He's not making that Toby face quite as much. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so he's kind of staring off into space and explaining this to, to Spencer. And so he's very confused. At one point, she kind of like, you know, squeezes his hand reassuringly and says basically to the gist of, well, fuck up, little weirdo. Okay. It's going to be okay. Just go steal some more evidence from me, and I'm sure it'll all work out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so eventually, at the end of Shenanigans with the play, uh, as everyone else is clearing out of the room where they're rehearsing the play, uh, Spencer finds one of Ian's trophies on the prop well, table. Before we get to that, there is like a, a quick conversation where they're talking about the themes of the play with Fitz and and Mona and whatnot, and uh, she basically, like, she's asked if she believes in, in, in ev- people are evil, and she says she does. And I, I think we're supposed to intuit that she's thinking about Allison here, because right. she's she's realizing that Toby is, like, a real human being, and realizing that Allison was, like, weirdly super cruel to him for seemingly no reason at all. And right. she's always been the one who was, like, stood up to Allison the most anyway, and so she's She's starting to wonder just what the hell was wrong with Allison and why she would do mean things like that, you know? Right, all right. So, before we get to the very ending, flashing back in, in our own narrative of the episode from mm-hmm. Spencer finding Ian's trophy, let's talk about the frat party flashback. Yeah, there's three different flashbacks in this episode to a frat party that they all went to that Allison got them into and got them fake IDs to go to mm-hmm. back when she was still alive. So, but at one point, um, all the girls but Arya, because Arya obviously has some Arya business to handle with Ezra. Mm-hmm. All three of the girls are talking in the the rehearsal space about how, you know, once upon a time they all wanted to kiss Ian at that frat party, not just Spencer. Which, of course, we then flash back to the frat party where Allison is handing out fake IDs to the girl, which is a great moment here where Hannah's like, Where's this fake ID picture from? It looks, I look like my mom in this picture. <laughs> Allison's like, what is your picture, mom, dummy? Yeah. Um, and can I just say again, real quick, I know we talked about this in the after arc last night, but Arya looks goddamn amazing in this flashback. She always looks good in the flashbacks, the, the, the pink hair and everyone. The pink everything. hair, but it's the dress. It's, it's, it's goddamn. Yeah, she looks amazing. But, um, so Allison hands them fake IDs, literally right in front of the guy at the party who's checking <laughs> the fake IDs who when they go and hand him their fake IDs he could, could not give less of a shit. Yeah. He this is college. Care. It's college, yeah. And so they're at this party and it's it's kind of funny because Allison's basically like like she calls them Vestal version. She's like, uh, <laughs> some of us aren't just here to make memories. You know, like, basically yeah, I, like, you I girls... Like you girls are like obviously like not thinking about what I'm thinking about at this party, you know. 
Well, like, so, but they, they kind of, like, pan around the party at one point. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a college party. There's beer bongs and, like, girls dancing on table, which is so adult. Mm-hmm. And so Arya turns to Allison, and she's like, well, what do we do now? And Allison's like, well, act your new age. <laughs> um, There's some great character moments in here. Well, they, they see Melissa's new boyfriend, which is Ian, in this flashback. And Hannah, of course, because Hannah's dumb. She's a dum-dum. She's like, well, I'm 26 now. You know, I can have some fun. And Spencer's like, well, do your math. You're fake 21. Yeah. Um, so Allison has the great line, as they see Ian leading some chick upstairs at the party, she says, looks like Mr. Melissa is giving Miss Rum and Coke a special <laughs> tour. Well, I think it's Emily's like, well, maybe he's just finding a room for her to lie down in. And Allison's like, yeah, and then lie on top of. You know, like, yeah. like Allison's basically like, she's thinking more about what really goes on at these parties than the other girls are. They're, they're a little naive, you know? Well, Allison, again, played by the youngest actress in the <laughs> show, yeah. is so much more like tragically worldwide than the other girls. Mm-hmm. So eventually in these flashbacks, they, they randomly remember that, uh, at the party, like that, that rum and coke chick, like, uh, like, pushed or fell down the stairs and like broke her neck or something yeah and, and they're like oh and like and emily like remembers like that it was ian was at the top of the stairs when it happened and so they're like well maybe this isn't the first time he's like you know hurt some chick um well side note again uh hannah is like uh she's cute in this episode in the flashbacks she's just got like a very round middle mm-hmm they don't have like a they don't, fat. Yeah, they don't. They don't have like a full fat suit that they're gonna put her in. Or anything. Uh, uh, then the final flashback is they're they're remembering about you know the girl being pushed down the stairs and they're like, well, maybe it wasn't Ian. Maybe Ian isn't totally incorrect when he says that Allison was a kind of a stalker. Maybe Allison was the one who pushed uh, the girl down the stairs. Maybe Allison went after Jonathan for a reason and it wasn't a mistake that she uh, threw the the smoke bomb at her, you know? Well, there's there's a good mention where uh, uh, during the play rehearsal and, like, Mona's offering her thoughts on on the motifs of the of the characters in The Bad Seed. And Ezra's just like, who, boy? You know, he's like, Spencer, mm-hmm. thoughts, please? And Spencer's just like, yeah, I have thoughts. Some people are pure evil. <laughs> and then they cube one of the flashbacks. Yeah. Um, and Allison says in the flashback, the bolder the move, the less anyone questions it. As she because, scams a ride home from the cops. Yeah, because the girls are freaked out. They're outside the the party now, as the, the dead girl's being moved away. And I don't think she's dead. Cops. I think she's just uh Well, whatever. Yeah. But the, the cops are questioning people. And the other girls are like, well, crap, we need to get out of here before we get questioned. Because we have fake IDs. We need to catch the bus home. Mm-hmm. And Allison brilliantly is like, well, we'll just go tell the cops that we're college-age girls who drank too much. We need to ride home, rather than getting like DUIs. Mm-hmm. You know, the bolder the move, guys. Like, like if we're getting a ride home with the cops, they won't question us for the accident that happened with this girl. So the girls are all just kind of questioning. Like, they're like, well, Allison, we always knew she was a little messed up. Maybe she was actually, like, a really terrible human being. You know? Yeah, maybe. Because we see the way that she's treated people like Toby, you know, and, and what she might have done to that chick at the party. Maybe Ian isn't totally full of shit with what he's saying about her. Right. So... And the last scene when the, the play's over again is the, I don't know if you mentioned so far, but Emily's like, she's there in the play rehearsal because she's doing the props. Mm-hmm. Solely because the other girls are all involved, the play. 
But so after everyone's cleared out of the play rehearsal room, Spencer finds one of Ian's trophies on this prop table, and it seems to have something that looks like dried blood on it. Well, it's a trophy for Ian from a Hilton Head, that, that golf resort that mm-hmm. he was supposedly at right before Allison came back. Right. Trophy for him from there, and it appears to have blood on one side of it. It's it's like big, heavy marble base where you could definitely like bash it with skull in with that thing. Yeah. And so they all kind of freak out about it. Spencer and Emily want to turn it in immediately. Arya well, Emily, who's doing the props, mm-hmm. doesn't know how the trophy got there. It wasn't one of the props that she picked. Yeah. And Arya and Hannah are a little more skeptical. Um, but Spence and Emily want to turn it in. And Emily's already like just imagining, like, oh, my God, this could be the thing that killed Allie. You know, like, thinking about yeah. that. So... So they take it to the cops and they have this conversation. They're like, wow, it's all going to be over now. Of course it's not, you know? Yeah. So the next day the girls are at school. Uh, well, no, first of all, they, they take the trophy to the cops. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, after they leave the police station, you know, Spencer doesn't want to go home back home. She doesn't want to go to where Ian is. So the girls decide they're all going to stay over at Emily's, which is kind of, um, I had mentioned to you at the start of this episode that I had more notes. And this episode than I did like the homecoming episode. Mm-hmm. And so the reverse of that is the girls decide to stay at Emily's. Um, except for Hannah. She can't hang because Caleb. She needs to go deal with the Caleb situation. She doesn't want her mom to find him there for one. Right. So the girls are amazed because this trophy, which might as well have been the murder weapon, was under their noses the whole time in a display case. So they're going to go to Emily's. And Aria's just like, hey, guys. Can we stop by and see Ezra real quick? Because I'm about to go on a fucking tirade. Because I'm <laughs> Arya Montgomery. Yeah. Presumably, um, she went inside, yelled at him, made out for a little while, and then like went back and got in the car and went to. While Emily's. her friends are waiting in the car outside. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm sure all the other girls were like, "Jesus, Arya, how much longer will it be?" And Spencer was like, "No, no, let her take her time." <laughs> um. Yeah. So then Emily mentions Spencer like, you know, hey. Toby's your friend now, not mine. <laughs> so anyways, the next day, the girls are in a little like outside quad area, whatever you want to call it. They're eagerly anticipating that Ian could get arrested at any moment based on their evidence. And then the the cops show up and Spencer says, oh my God, they're going to drag him out in front of the whole school. And she says it like she's concerned, but she's actually like just full of Excited. glee. Yeah. 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 She's ecstatic. But what happens is actually quite the reverse. Mm-hmm. Cop shows up and says that trophy's a fake. There was no tournament at that time. Um, and no now, it, head. yeah. And, and who's the one who turned it in? Spencer? Yeah, we need to talk to you. And all of you, in fact. So they're the ones who get dragged out by the cops. Yeah. Because <laughs> now and they are, now they're looking really suspicious. And what looked like blood on the trophy was actually rat blood. Rat's blood. And then so they get a text w- from A that says, uh, basically, this is what happens when you rat me out to the cops. Wrap me out, your blood's next. Well, so there's a great shot where they walk outside, and the camera is basically inside the police car mm-hmm. in the most like voyeuristic manner, watching the four girls as they get the text from A. Oh, and then um, uh, they happen to look back and like leaning against one of the pillars near the entryway to school is Ian. And he's not quite smiling, but he's not quite not smiling either. He's, he's the same, like, emotionless visage that he had when he looked down at Miss Roman Coke, having fallen down the stairs. But it's here, here, that Arya deduces that maybe, just maybe, Allison is the one who pushed the chick down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And maybe, just maybe, 
Jenna was also in Allison's way. It's Arya who comes up with that, that possible deduction. Mm-hmm. And then we get the A tag. A tag is just a bunch of rat cages that A is feeding rats, except the Spencer cage is empty because presumably the Spencer rat was the one that put the blood on this trophy. Yeah, so, you, you get a great thing where, like, you're looking at a rat cage. The camera starts to pan to the right, and you see, like, a, a name on the rat cage. It's Aria. It's a cage of a rat in it. The next cage has a rat in it, and it's Hannah. Mm-hmm. The next cage has a rat in it, and it's Emily. The next cage has a name on it, and it's Spencer. And there's no rat. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, A's, the message A is sending is like, this is what happens when you go to the cops. Like, you'll, you're never going to be sure if you're right. And like, I could be fucking with you half the time and you're, it's just going to make you look even worse, you know? Yeah. So don't go to the cops. Well, and, and by this point, 18 episodes in season one, we've set up that A has the same dynamic with these four girls that Allison did, which is that Spencer is her number one threat. Yeah, yeah, you can say so. Because, I mean, it's it's the Spencer rat that she kills, presumably to get the blood on the trophy. Oh, now Spencer's, she's on the cop's radar now. She's the one who took the lead on that. There, she was yeah. who the cops wanted to talk to. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. Yeah, and that was the badass scene. Yeah. What would you think of this episode? Uh, I thought it was fine. I mean, not as good as some of the other ones, but. It was enjoyable. I think, you know, Emily barely had anything to do in this episode. That was one thing I noticed taking notes. Yeah. Um, well, we've had a couple Emily-heavy episodes, uh, the past few episodes. So the next episode is entitled A Person of Interest. Mm-hmm. That person, Spencer. Spencer! Yeah, why, why, did, why did Spencer go and turn in this fake evidence? It <sighs> seems like she's really obsessed with saying this, this Ian guy's guilty. We're closing in on the ending of season one, folks. We are indeed. And uh, we will get back to that next time. Mm -hmm. Look forward to it. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thank you.